1: Hosts Good Night Punk and Wind Killer Inc.
0: <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us.
1: Hello, and welcome to the 72nd episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink?
2: Oh, uh, sitting here surprised that it's episode 72 already. Have we really done that many?
1: Apparently That's we have cuz uh that is a thing that has happened already. So, that I don't know. It's
2: pretty crazy.
1: I don't know what's up with that. But uh me either. Hopefully this game lasts long enough we make it to 172, because it would kind of suck awesome. if it died. <laughs> Although <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it it's had its moments. People have This is true. People have put its deathbed out several times. So Yep. To answer your question, most Deaf Isley, uh this is not a new microphone. It is my microphone that I always use, but uh I got this fancy new stand now, so hopefully uh, we can cut out all the mouse clicking and keyboard clicking and everything else that I always have when my mic is set on the desk like it has for the first 71 episodes of the podcast. So
0: yep.
1: it's a new era in the life of the podcast, It's, but yeah, it's, it's closer to my mouth now, testing. so you're probably going to hear more vaping.
2: Ah, I think people will be okay with that. They haven't heard much vaping lately.
1: They've been missing the vaping, I'm sure.
2: Dude, so, uh, I guess, can I share a quick story? I would love it. So, I've had a pretty exciting couple days. Um, I'm not sure if we've ever talked about our music tastes much on here, but I am a huge, massive Foo Fighters fan. And so, I got tickets to go see a Foo Fighters in Tulsa. We went and seen that Wednesday. However, this past weekend, my girlfriend got free tickets to see Guns and Roses, which was Tuesday night, the night before in the same venue. So we went and saw Guns N' Roses. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters actually showed up and played, um, oh, what was the song? In Paradise. He played that with Guns N' Roses nice Um, guns N' roses played for a pretty long time and then the foo fires were freaking amazing and went to this awesome restaurant that had bacon jam
1: (laughs) i don't know you were gonna mention that stuff
2: i i mean okay i love the foo fires i've seen them several times they're my favorite band far and away always amazing in concert but i can't stop thinking about the bacon jam i didn't know it was a thing it's actually a thing and it is Unbelievable. The most delicious thing I've ever ate in my entire life. Oh, so it's a food highly, and not a band. Recommended. Correct.
1: <laughs> it's not a Pearl Jam cover it's... band.
2: No, it's not,
1: sadly. <laughs> we are bacon jam! Woo! <laughs> 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 that does sound pretty bacon, good. Bacon. I would eat it. Yes. But it's oh, bacon. God, it's I would so pretty good. much eat anything with bacon in it, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Hard to go wrong there. Except what are you plus... drinking over there? Looks like you got a beer.
1: Uh, I'm drinking some Angry Orchard Green Apple.
2: Nice. Because I love
1: my cider. It's delicious. How about you? I am
2: having uh, rum and eggnog.
1: Rum and eggnog.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I have to answer Mad Dad's question. Uh, Guns N' Roses is actually back with Slash. So I should be a little bit more clear. Axl Rose was kind of terrible. Like just the live performance of him was bad. Slash was just mind blowing. That guy is just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. they all the just, when they started touring again. That was pretty much what I heard about Axl Rose. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Slash would always be good no matter what he was doing. So
2: yeah, yeah, it was the original band. It was it was so awesome
1: for sure. Well, I'm jealous, but the good news for me, my, new, my good news is I am leaving tomorrow night for a week of yeah. vacation at the beach, yes. on the condo, on the beach for a week. It's going to be glorious. I don't think I've for gone a on a vacation week. in like a year and a half, so I'm I so mean, that excited. That sounds
2: amazing and all, but a week, I mean, we'll be recording another podcast in the next week.
1: Mm-hmm. We will, and I will not be shooting on location. So, take that for oh, what it will be. Geez. There might be a new Good Night Punk next week. You'll have to tune in and find out. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. Next week, tune in to find out in. who the new Goodnight Punk is.
2: Yes. 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 <laughs> Interesting. Well, next week episode should really be off the rails then.
1: <laughs> Without me here. I'm sorry. I'm surprised. If you guys can go more <laughs> off the rails without me here than we do with me here, that'll be pro- quite the achievement, to be honest.
2: Yeah, So probably so. <laughs> well, why don't we get into the Patreon subscribers? We've got a few new people for the month of November already.
1: It was a good uh, week, man. Good week. Yeah. Lots of new people. Very cool.
2: We have Tyrek Thorne, which we covered last week. We have Turner V-O- VOB. See how I'm just being confident? I know exactly how to pronounce all this. That was good. Uh, Johto um, Cast. And this is a pretty sweet name. Dr. Smith.
1: <laughs> I don't know why it reminds me of uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, but it does.
2: I see the connection.
1: Dr. Yeah. She-Smith, Medicine Woman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said.
1: Oh, hey-oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, why don't you tell everybody about the, um, thing that we're going to be running for the next month, kind of in preparation for the holidays.
1: Of course. We'll call it our gift to you. So, um, before I move on, I just want to say thank you to those Patreon subscribers. And if you're interested in doing it yourself, you want to support us for the holidays,
0: <laughs> yes, go to um,
1: patreon.com slash Shattered Order, and you too can be a Patreon for this podcast, and we would appreciate it.
2: And we announced, uh, I believe last week I was talking that we are going to be doing a little trial run of a roster review, and did the drawing this week, and so we got a winner, and been doing some communication, so should have something coming up this week. And if you notice I didn't get a mini
1: episode out this week. <laughs> I was waiting. That was
2: because I spent like two and a half hours sitting at my computer trying to get an emulator to work and I failed. And that was the time I was gonna do a mini pod. We'll get to why I was doing that here shortly.
0: Alright.
1: Sounds good. Well, as far as uh as far as listener intros go, okay, I know we didn't get any this week. So I've decided to Which put a little... That? I know, right? We, now we got to dangle a carrot. Nobody wants a t- mm. carrot dangled. Actually, I, we don't want to have to dangle a carrot, but uh, we're going to do it anyway. So. We've been forced. Yes. So here's how it goes. In the next month, starting today... We want everyone to send in a listener intro if they're interested in participating, but we're going to pick one winner out of all of them that are sent in. Whatever Whoever is the funniest is going to win a $20 gift card of their choosing, whether that's Android or iTunes, and so send in some listener intros. You can do the standard intro, or you can be funny, but the funny ones are the ones that are going to be considered for winning, so... Uh, good luck. <laughs> I know a yes, lot of you guys absolutely. have some really great uh, creativity, so I'm looking forward to this. It'll be fun.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of creative listeners out there. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> re-
1: I'm really stoked for this. This will be fun.
2: Um, you, you know what we should do? This is totally off the cuff. We didn't discuss this. But we have previously discussed about having an Episode 8 kind of episode where we can just strictly talk about the movie. We should pick the winner because that'll be about the time that, that this contest ends right around the time new movie starts. So mm-hmm. the winner of that, we will use that for that special episode.
1: Sounds good. I thought you were going to say invite them on.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: we'll talk about that. That we'll could be a thing. <laughs> All right, so let's. uh, I wanted, I thought that this should be mentioned because A, it's EA, which also makes this game that we talk about and love so much. And also, just because it deals with uh, microtransactions and what goes on in a game. So, let's talk about Battlefront 2 and the week that the developers of that game had. So, I'm going to read a post that was. Posted on Reddit this week. And it was basically commented on a post talking about how in Battlefront 2, uh, you pay 60 to $80 for a triple-A title. So you're already paying all that money up front for the game that you expect to be able to play and have reasonable unlocks on it. And uh it turned out you were gonna have to play 40 hours and uh spend none of the currency, not a single dime of the currency you made in the game. In that 40 hours to unlock a single hero to play, which meant casual players were going to be playing forever to get their Vader's or their Luke's and hardcore players were still having to play 40 hours, you know, a whole work week of gaming to get these guys. So, it's a lot underst- of gaming. yeah, understandably, the Internet gamers, people that love this game were not happy. So let's uh, let's read this comment. And you'll understand why I wanted to read it in a second. But this is from EA Community Team. They said the intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. As for cost, was selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at average player credit earn rates on a daily basis. And we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure that players have challenges they are compelling, rewarding, and, of course, attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics on here on Reddit and our forums and across numerous other social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes and monitor community feedback and update everyone as soon and often as we can. Now, I just read that. And if you were to just read that knowing nothing about it, it seems completely harmless, right?
2: One would think, right?
1: (laughs) Everything in there seems eloquently written and uh, trying to talk to a group of people about what's going on. The problem is what's not in this post or uh, let's say to give more meaning to what's being (laughs) written. You had to play 40 hours to get these heroes, but what you could do was buy loot boxes and you could get them much, much quicker. So people would be waiting for a Vader for 40 hours or they could buy it and uh, be ahead of everyone for at least 40 hours. So the, uh, the advantage of paying in the game just became real and people were not happy about it especially when you're paying all that money up front to play this game right so very interesting yeah i mean that
2: sounds pretty typical that sounds like something that that sounds like another game that we play you know from ea <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly say
2: we are used to these type of transactions accustomed now, to it at least
1: now the reason so what's that the issue? The reason I read it is because that is the most downvoted comment in Reddit history, with oh, just around six hundred and fifty-nine thousand downvotes. The second closest downvote is uh, was at like twenty-eight thousand. So this is already almost <laughs> six hundred and fifty thousand downvotes ahead of the wow. second place. Like. That, that should give you a hint insane. as to what people were thinking about this. It was absolutely crazy. Now, as far as the re- the week going on continued, um, uh, a few days later they announced that they were cutting back seventy five percent of the unlock time on heroes. So instead of taking forty hours, it was now taking ten. Nice. Which, that's a pretty n- nice change, right? So there's that, but you could still pay. Yep. And uh, that didn't address that problem people had. Well, today. Less th- in less than a week after that post, all in-game purchases have been taken out of Battlefront Two. Every single one. Wow. You can't buy anything in Battlefront Two now, except for is that for heroes and you know all the stuff but you used to buy pay in multiplayer.
2: Advantage, Stan. What do I do?
1: <laughs> what do you do? Uh, cry in your pillow. That's what you do.
2: No, no, no. Here's what you do. You pay friends to play for you to increase that time spent
1: playing. So there you go.
2: You feel like you're ahead
1: because you didn't play. Exactly. (laughs) You're like, look at all this crap I got, and I've only played two hours.
2: So that was a really stupid analogy I used. Like, on the surface, it seems kind of dumb. But after thinking about it, that's kind of what you're doing when you buy stuff like this anyway, isn't it? You're paying so you don't have to play the game that you purchased to play.
1: Yeah, in a way, especially especially if they're farmable already. But if they're not farmable, you're paying to get them early. But I get your That's analogy.
2: True. That's true. Hmm.
1: But uh, it's just definitely interesting how a I think it's awesome that they've they've got to this point where they've taken all that stuff out. So it's really just about the gameplay. Uh yeah. Who knows? They said that they're going to bring back in-game purchases later after they've revisited it and figured out what they're gonna do, which I hope means for their sake that it's uh cosmetic stuff. But anyways, I didn't want to spend too much time on this, but I just thought it was interesting the backlash that the game got over the pricing and being competitive getting a competitive edge. Now, the reason I brought it up is I want to compare it to our game. Now, the one difference I have with this as opposed to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is free to play. And this was a $60 to $80 game that you already paid for. So the big difference there is you've already paid for it. You shouldn't have to pay more to get the things that you thought you were paying for when you bought the game. Um, But as far as, it's an EA game, right? And they, they listened to the people that were taking all their money away from this game. Basically money talks and people started getting refunds like crazy on their pre-orders and suddenly things changed and well, yeah. I, so for everyone talks about star wars galaxy of heroes and their prices i just want to say it'll never change because unless people stop paying it'll never yep. change
2: well and right that's that's kind of the way life works anyway i mean Uh, people say you don't have a vote in anything or something like that or that your vote doesn't matter well guess what every time you spend a dollar you're voting for something and uh you know people think about that a little bit more often you might at least start heading the direction you want to in whatever it is that you're talking about and in the interest of this game i mean that's kind of i think that's kind of how we've ended up here is like on the surface we think about the mid spenders if you have more mid spenders there's probably more money in it but like i mean ea is a business they know how to make money it's what they do and they know how to optimize that and that's kind of how we've gotten to where we're at now is they know how to make more money and that's what they're doing letting the whales pay and um yeah that's the way this works
1: Yep, exactly. It's uh the only way it'll ever change if we if 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 we thought it would change is if uh no one was buying things. So it would either go two ways, they would change the way that they price things or they would shut the game down. So and I it, this yep. game makes enough money and there's enough incentive to down. change things if that was the case then that that things would change, but it's yep. the internet, it's people will do what they want and uh I don't have a problem with it either way. People can spend if they want, but uh, that's how things work. So interesting week for Battlefield, but uh, there's an interesting. eh, Isn't it an interesting week coming up? Why don't you tell us what's coming up?
2: Well, it's uh, not sure how interesting I would call this week, but we do have an assault battle coming up. The places of power, which is. If I remember correctly, where you get to use some Sith and First Order and go and kill and murder some Jedi. Am I correct on that? Look at me like I'm crazy.
1: It's a Jedi, um, yeah. it's, Okay. You can use uh, Sith and something or other.
2: I believe it's First Order because you can use Kylo with them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so So, uh, that'll be November 18th through 19th, 19th, which is Sunday and Monday. I believe we just had this event not too long ago as well. The Artist of War, which is the special event for Grand Admiral Thrawn, is going to be November 23rd through the 29th. So, that is basically coming back for the two-year anniversary. Very interesting. Not sure if that is a hint to something or not um so no idea because
1: it's kind of weird that this we had him last month and we have him back again this month so it's kind of crazy yeah it is so i find um, it more weird that totally uh gross. we have the art The okay go ahead
2: no go ahead while i look something up
1: i said i think i was gonna say i think it's just kind of weird that well, we have places of power twice in one month, but then I realized you said it did take first order, so I'm assuming that's why it's there. So everyone can try mm-hmm. out their new characters in there. So that, that makes would sense. Be my assumption. Yeah, exactly. So,
2: so there was a um, there was a website I heard about. Do you know where I'm oh, going yeah? with this?
1: Uh, yes, I think I do. Um.
2: S-W-G-O-H events.com This is apparently a thing. I was kind of uh, hesitating on bringing it up, but I thought it was kind of interesting anyway. Um, have you looked on this site much?
1: I haven't looked. I've looked at it once, and I know that it is a calendar website that is based on best guesses based on previous timing of events and stuff like that, so.
0: Hmm. Well,
2: I I think this is the website that we discussed a couple weeks ago. So, they actually have a list of a lot of events on here. Um, Including CLS, um,
1: correct?
0: Yes. And not just (laughs) CLS.
1: I I must have jumped the gun. I must have According jumped to this
2: website, the, um, let's see, the Executrix event will be back on November 29th, Luke Skywalker's Hero's Journey will be back on December
0: 5th, the Endurance event will be back December 5th, and then,
2: this is really the reason why I'm here. Ray's hero's journey they have as estimated starting on December 7th December
0: um seventh.
2: so so I'm not sure
1: two days after Luke
2: two days after Luke and a week before the movie starts
0: That just sounds odd I kind of thought the same thing um
2: I really expected it to start at the same time as the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I would think the first week of the movie is when the event would be available. But then when you go to the date of the movie, they have a The Last Jedi event is what this website has. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. I don't know how accurate this information is, but... um, it is a little bit interesting to say the very least.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it'll be
1: it'll be a good litmus test really to see how accurate these things are coming in the next month to kind of gauge how much you want to trust that website in the future. Yes, so.
2: and that's part of the reason why I bring it up is you know, we kind of take a look at it and you know, we'll see exactly what happens on those dates and see how accurate it is
0: yep
1: definitely i will be interested to see how close they are on that
2: so. i mean we've all kind of been expecting a cls event to come back
1: so who yep. knows been farming old ben like crazy on my b account
2: um there was one <laughs> all other, i need the old ben close yep um, There was one other event I wanted to mention, which is uh, Pieces and Plans. They have it listed as showing up again on January 18th, approximately. And that is the event to get BB-8. And I use that as a segue to dive into what we all got this week.
1: Free stuff.
0: Free I love stuff. free stuff.
2: Yeah, Who doesn't love we are free all stuff? all about the free stuff.
1: I got some stun cuffs. I got some Mark III holo projectors. Ooh. But that was only because of what exciting. we got. So what did we actually get?
2: Well, we actually got sent directly to our inbox a free, well, kind of free. I mean, you know. Depends on what you call free, but everyone Hmm. received a four-star Kylo Ren, which was basically 80 shards. So if you already had him unlocked, it was a little bit of nice shard shop currency, which is very exciting. And then for those people that don't have him, who are still trying to get BB-8, this is a pretty good starting point to get prepared. Now, um... I've seen a lot of people bitching a whole lot about the fact that they gave us a free four-star Kylo because they just finished farming Kylo for the BB-8 event. That's sad. I feel bad Ah, for them. So terrible.
0: ah, This happens every
1: single time we get something for free. Everyone complains because they just farmed it. Well, then stop farming them, because I think at this point we can just assume they're going to give us it after the fact and make everyone mad. It literally happens every time. They'll give something away right after you finish it. You should just expect it at this point. There's no reason to get mad at it. They're not going to change it. So here's Uh the thing. Not everyone's an in-game player. Think of the new players. And I know that's going to make a lot of new players happy, because guess what? Half those guys don't even have a shard of Kylo, and now they have him a four-star. Yep. It helps a lot of people. It doesn't help those of us that just farmed him or have had him forever, but... Oh, yes, it does. We're not the only people. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'll take shard shop currency any day after that. Oh, yeah. They fixed the... Or not fixed it, but rearranged it. It's perfect. 80 shards. That's a lot of shard shop currency.
2: Yes, so. it is. That'll go a really long ways. Uh, what about twelve hundred currency and um, twelve
1: hundred and things cost what, like a hundred and eighty? Some will cost two fifty
2: to two fifty, depending on what it is. Yeah. But I mean, you can get that new gear. You know, you know, between that two ten to two fifty range, get five pieces of it. That's a great way to go. I definitely don't recommend getting like the Rancor raid gear from the shard shop. Because it's like, it's really expensive and you only get three pieces. Stupid,
0: I wouldn't bother, but... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. I hinted at it and I made it in the notes there just to say
1: four-star, free four-star Kylo is all the way till February 1st. So if you get to level eight, you finish the tutorial and get to level eight, you are eligible for a free four-star Kylo before February 1st. So. Let me just that throw this awesome. out there. If you're planning to make an alt account and you don't have one now, now is the time to do it. I know holidays yep. are coming up and that kind of makes it crappy, but I'm telling you now that free Kylo is going to make your arena a lot of fun. Granted, everyone's sure. going to have him, but it'll still make well, it better.
2: I would argue that the holidays coming up would be the perfect reason to start an alt account. It gives you a reason to get away.
1: Wins. true and most people have time off on holidays and trying That's to stay true. away from their crazy grandpa and his stories on christmas day so yep <laughs> you're good that to go that is
2: definitely true yeah
1: exactly so uh we, territory battles are are territory battles i don't feel like yelling that anymore because they're kind of a thing that exists now that i play and is not super exciting to me So I think we should probably start yelling this one because this is is where it's at.
2: I think we should yell it at each other, though. Like
1: like at the same time? Do we have to count down every time?
2: Yes. Like one, two, three.
1: Territory Territory Wars! wars! Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a thing that can happen, I guess. Or one of (laughs) us
2: could yell territory and the other one yell wars. I don't know. We'll come up with something. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Back and forth. A little back and forth there.
2: (laughs) I like it. So, yeah, this is kind of what I touched on at the beginning, needing to get
0: that emulator going for, Um, which uh,
2: I don't really want to talk about. So I'm so (laughs) frustrated. So I'm going to let you talk about it.
1: I understand your frustration because like you, I have a Mac and it took me forever to find a emulator that worked on my iMac. So I understand. And if you're trying to beat the clock on 10,000 players jumping into what we're going to talk about in the beta. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Territory Wars info dropped earlier this week and uh if it's that crazy enough lots of information about what territory wars are how they work and it was awesome to see but the funniest part about that is the very next day they announced an open beta open beta for territory wars so that people could play test it and they could test their servers and the uh stress test it and and test their matchmaking um really cool the way they're doing this using us this, as the players as the uh quality testing or qa instead of doing it in the live server now we get to be the qa in the beta server before it actually goes live so
2: so i mean this is something <laughs> we've talked about before whenever like there's is you know uh quality control stuff like the beginning of Territory Battles, there were some issues. I mean, this is something that we've talked about quite a few different occasions and how it would be great if they would actually use the community as the beta testers because we're going to be the ones playing it and all that. And they finally do it. And um it was limited to, what, 10,000 people, I think. But... This I don't even was... know if I
1: believe that, because it took all the way up until the start of the defend phase, which we'll talk about what the hell that is, uh, for it to fill up 10,000 people. How many people play this game? It took that long to fill up? I like, okay, side note, off the rails, I was at work when the beta was announced, right? And uh, yeah. I play the game at work on my alt account on my work phone. But my work phone is heavily uh, heavily relegated. It's just watched over by my work because I work for Intel and they're super uh, secretive, trying to keep their IP. So I'm not allowed to install unknown apps, which since it didn't come from the app store, I couldn't install it, which meant uh. I could not install the beta until the next morning. And I thought with 10,000 spots and the millions and millions of players that that would be gone by the morning. And I jumped in and I got on it, and it took another day for it to fill up. So I don't know if I believe that number
0: 10,000, but maybe it's true. It's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah, that's... uh, I mean, it's quite a few people, but probably not really that many people. I mean, it's basically one arena server, basically. I mean... I believe that's yeah. been the estimated number on how many people are in one. It probably is. Uh, it just seems
1: like everyone says they're on it that I talk to. And it's yeah, like,
2: but I mean, the people that we talk to for the most part, they're going to be on Discord, Reddit, and stuff. Those are probably going to be the people that are going to be interested in nerding out on something like this.
1: Yeah, and I guess I don't have 10,000 friends, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're the, laughing at the same thing I'm laughing at, aren't you?
1: Uh, I have not seen what you're laughing at yet. I'm just laughing oh. at myself cause I like to do that.
2: Oh, I was going to say, uh, Joseph had a pretty funny comment in the live chat. Uh, mm-hmm. he say, he thinks It's a good move by CG since we've always felt like the beta testers. Now it's confirmed.
1: <laughs> yes. Now it's actually moved from the live game to an actual beta server. So there you go.
2: <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I think this is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a really good way to kind of get a lot of these kinks out before Territory Wars actually hits, and kind of getting to see, you know, how well it works, and get feedback from, you know, the stronger fan base of the game. I think that's going to be really important.
1: Absolutely, and I want to just. Uh point out something for uh, some people out there that might be listening that were bummed that iOS couldn't play. Um, it, it was an Android uh, APK pack. The beta testers, the beta server was an, on Android. But here's the best part. For all you on Apple that were upset that you didn't get to play the beta, if you installed a beta or an emulator on your computer and uh, started up this beta apk. If you're an iOS user, when you logged into the game, you could put in your ally code for your iOS account and it would clone your account and make an Android account on the beta server. So, for those of you that were bummed you couldn't play on Apple because it was an Android beta, uh it, next time if they do this again, give it a try because iOS was able to play on the beta on the Android uh, emulator. So, yeah, if you use an emulator, it asks you to input your ally code, input your iOS ally code. And it cloned your iOS account right onto the Android and anyone with an iOS account could have played in the beta. So if this is a thing that they do going forward, just know that you are able to participate. So if I could just
2: physically pick up an emulator and drop kick it, I would.
1: Yeah, I say I've everyone can do it. So you just have to be able to figure it out, which uh Wink yeah, Wink it's... got beaten by the emulator this week, like I was beaten by the ATST.
2: Yeah. Um so as for suggested emulators, I'm going to so, suggest none of them.
1: I I uh, figured you were. Uh, uh for my iMac, the only one I can get to work is Android, but on my um uh, mm. PC, I use BlueStacks. There's also Mimu is a really popular one. Um, There's a couple more, but those are the three main ones that I have used myself. So, Nox, yeah, that's another one that's out there. So, it's good stuff.
2: I thought that was a typo.
0: (laughs) Never heard of Nox. But yeah, I just
1: wanted to throw that out there for people in the future. If you are an iOS and bummed, don't be bummed next time. Jump in as fast as you can with your iOS on your computer and you'll be good to go. So, I
2: will definitely be finding someone with a spare Android device just so I'll have it on hand next time because it's kind of unfortunate that only one of us really got to play and test this. But it's fortunate that at least one of us did.
1: Well, the wor- you know, that was the main thing I wanted. That's why I was so bummed when I was at work that night because I I knew you were having problems with the well, at that point, I didn't know iOS could play. And I knew that you had played on iOS, but I have my back. My B account is Android, so I knew that I could sign up, but uh, I couldn't do it. And I wanted at least one of us to be in there to have the experience
0: to talk about on the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's. uh, Now, yeah. anyways, I got in. Wink didn't. At least one of us is here with
1: real life experience in this. And uh, I can tell you from my experience, it is freaking awesome. Like Uh, super fun, super fun.
2: So uh, we'll kind of go through this as we're going as far as like kind of. So I think it was a few episodes back. We kind of looked at the picture of Territory Wars that they had released and kind of talked about what we thought it might be. I think we did a pretty good job. Like, there was a lot of stuff we were pretty damn close on. A lot closer than I expected.
1: Yeah, I wasn't uh, too terribly off. Actually had some good ideas in there that seemed to be part of this. Uh, The phasing is a lot different than uh, we had thought, but it's definitely interesting this way. And the timing, I think the timing makes it not a huge burden for the guild. Yep. So, um... Yeah, uh, I'm going to bring up the Territory Wars overview notes they put out, and we can kind of just talk about those. While our good friend Elon Mustard, you might have seen him at the top of the beta arena this week, running his Akbar Hermit Yoda team. But uh, yeah, he got us some footage of the game, so we're going to play that on the live stream while we talk about this. Yeah. So... Yeah. Anyway, so we got... First thing that they mentioned was the scheduling on this, which was... You are completely missing on the live stream. Why don't you talk about the scheduling? I'll get you up here.
2: All right. Uh, The scheduling. This was one of the things we were pretty accurate about in that uh, the territory wars are going to occur at times when territory battles are not occurring. So, how we have that four-day cooldown, that is going to be occupied by Territory Wars. And, you know, they will, uh, they basically said several Territory Wars will occur per month at those times. So, exactly how many we get, will it be every single time, (laughs) or what, we don't know yet, but um, I guess we will see
1: ah good good eye because i thought it said once per month but it does say occur per month at times yeah
2: it doesn't even say the word once in the sentence
1: yep so it might it could be more than one (laughs) so
2: yeah so sometimes you read a, a
1: sentence and put a word in there that's not actually there that's that's pretty much what happened here for me so nice yeah But that is pretty cool. Thank God it's not on the same days as territory battles. But the thing about it is, what it actually does is make it so there's never a day without one of the... Well, if these are between every territory battle, it'll make it so there's never a down day.
2: This seems to be a little bit less... um, Involved. Yeah, Yeah. less involved. It's it's not less
1: involved, but it's definitely... At your Less leisure, extreme I guess.
2: Coordination. Yeah,
1: yeah. The coordination on this is not. Doesn't seem like it'll be half as bad. So yeah, you just set your defensive teams. Relief. Come up with a plan to use every time. If the plan doesn't work, change the plan for the next one. Tell everyone before it happens. Do it and be fine, good with that, and then just. That's what you do. Wow. I, uh, that sounds so easy. <laughs> yeah, it's such an easy game mode. I'm just kidding.
2: Alright. Well, let's get into the gameplay.
1: Alright, so players will work together to defend their guilds' territories and attack the opponent's territories. Surprise. Like sounds pretty basic. Um done through assigning defensive squads and fleets. So that is one thing we talked about there might be, but we weren't totally sure, but there are fleets in this. So the top the top two. In the backside of every area, so, um, so the top that, right and the top left on the two circles, the last two up there are both fleet spots. So they're
2: ships. Which is for so the top of the three territory columns,
1: vertical strips.
0: Yes,
2: is going to be top of ships, the, very similar to what we're dealing with in territory battles. Correct.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. So, there are fleets in there, and I thought it was kind of sup- weird because I don't have, I guess I don't have all the ships unlocked like a lot of people do. There's still a bunch of ships I don't have unlocked yet, but man, I had to set a defensive team that was full of crap ships to leave some for myself to attack with. And even then, I only had enough for one attack team, and there's two Uh-oh. territories for ships. So,. Yeah, to hope that you can get through the one and have enough attackers from an, your other guildies to get through the second one. It's uh, it's interesting with the amount of ships in game, how many defense squads you're going to set and how you're going to attack. Because uh, yeah, it's nuts. Cool. But uh, there's a sign-up period and two prima primary phases. Each phase is twenty-four hours long. So it kind of goes this way, right? So there's a preview phase. And basically what that is, is that is when everyone signs up, opts in to the territory war. Now, this is not a game mode like territory battles where everyone has to do it and everyone has to be involved for you to succeed. You actually can play territory wars with a minimum of 25 people. Now, in the beta, it says one. You can participate with a minimum of one. But the uh, the truth is, in the actual live one, it'll be 25. So if you can get half your guild to opt in, then you will be able to do it. Now, the caveat to that is uh, everyone that doesn't opt in isn't going to get rewards, which makes sense. You're not doing anything, so you're not getting rewards. That's but uh, right. basically, now- yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, is there like a limit or like can you put all 50 in or is it just you have that 25 minimum for
1: yeah so you can do anywhere from 25 members to 50 members so as long as you have 25 people going into the territory war you're going to be match made but if the preview phase ends and you have 24 people signed up It will not matchmake you, and you'll have to wait for the next one. Gotcha. So interesting. Other things about the preview phase. Your players lock once you opt in. So basically what that means is for a fair matchmaking experience, any progression on units, example promotion that occurs after the preview phase has ended will not be reflected on that unit's progression in the event. So Once you lock yourself into the Territory War, everything you do to those characters in the preview phase will still be reflected on your account up until the preview phase ends. And when that preview phase ends, everything is locked for the Territory War. You cannot take off mods after you set a defensive team and put them on another defensive team and put them in and then take them off and put them on another because all of that is locked on those characters to start the territory war. So there will be no B mod. There will be no mod manipulation like there was in tournaments. Nothing. Your whole account is basically
0: locked once the preview phase ends, which I think is great.
2: Yeah, that's I mean that was one of the big problems with tournaments. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I guess been kind of a constant issue with these arena style battles is you can manipulate it through mods, so this kind of eliminates that issue, which is really good to see.
1: Absolutely, um, and it gives you uh, an idea of the time that they've put into think about how to keep territory wars from uh, experience the same landfalls that tournaments did.
2: Yeah, for sure. So very cool.
1: At the end of the preview phase, they're very short matchmaking period. It will pair two guilds using a combination of factors that include the number of players that opted in and the strength of their roster. So basically, if you have 25 people, it's going to try to find another territory war filled with 25 people, but it's also going to try to match you to similar galactic power. So for example... Interesting. So, for example the our territory war that we did on the beta we had fifty people opt in we had ninety six million galactic power. we matched against another guild that had forty nine people I believe maybe forty eight because of something we'll talk about later, but we matched up against them, and their guild had ninety eight galactic power, 98 million galactic power, so minus a couple people it should have put them right around the same galactic power we had for about the same nice. amount of people so that's pretty much how that's the matchmaking cool. works, so if you only get 20 people, to people, 25 people to sign up, you're not going to be matched up against a 50 person territory war, unless those 50 people have low galactic power and those their 50s galactic power is equal to your 25s In which case, I I think think it would be one-sided to the 25. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Because then it would be... uh, All your gear 8 and gear 7 characters against my guild's gear 10 and 11s. uh, Yeah, I mean,
2: it'd be like Galactic War. I mean, your good teams can just mop up a bunch of little teams. I know that that is one thing about this, is you can't use the same team if you win, but somebody with that higher galactic power is obviously going to have a lot of teams. So I think that that is definitely something that they would avoid.
1: Yep. I completely agree. It's pretty, I, uh, so far we're moving only to the first phase and you do nothing in here besides opt in, but everything that they've talked about here, I like. So, because it also territory battles, you have someone going on vacation. That person is a complete and utter liability for the territory battle and the amount of stars you're going to get in it, correct? Yes. Territory wars. Someone's going on vacation. All they got to do is not opt in. And it won't affect you at all because it'll lower your galactic power, lower the people, and you'll match to a guild similar. You know what I'm saying? All right.
2: So... Just to run this all through and be very clear. The first thing is the little setup. The setup phase where you opt in, essentially. And then Mm -hmm. once that's opt in, that's when the matchmaking happens. Once that that period is done over your units with your mods and all that stuff is locked in. Then you're matched with Mm -hmm. the guild you're going to be battling.
1: Yes. Exactly.
2: Cool. I like it.
1: Yep. Looks pretty good. And then that, you've set it up perfectly for the setup phase. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Well, so you have the preview phase, and then you have the setup phase. And the setup phase is when you assign your defense squads and fleets to protect your territories.
0: Mm-hmm. So unlike
1: territory battles, units do not refresh in Territory Wars, so it is important to save units for the attack phase. So basically what that means is... What it doesn't say here, right, is uh, basically based on the total number of people in the territory war. So, okay, let me rephrase. The lowest number of people in the territory war for one guild is what the numbers of defensive teams are based on. So, the reason I think that there are only 48 people from the guild that we're fighting in the beta... Is because every section you set defensive teams in, you could only set 24 teams per phase. So, and there was a confirmed by Rydigs on the forums that you can set the amount of defensive teams to half of the highest, the lowest number of opted in players from the two guilds. So basically, the highest number of defensive teams you would have to put in each section or territory is 25 and depending on how many people are in there it could be lower so in ours we had 24 per phase or for per territory and uh, that's what you filled up which basically boils down to about five defensive teams per person and i don't know how many teams that you have total but setting five defensive teams while still setting yourself up with good offensive teams is a task. (laughs) You really got to think about strategies for what's going to possibly be good on defense and what you can use to beat defensive teams on the other side.
2: I mean, there's a ton of characters I can think of that are better on defense than on offense and better on offense than on defense. Probably not something we're going to get into tonight, but... I'm sure in the next couple episodes we will be talking a hell of a lot about that because that is how you are really going to get your advantage is optimally setting up these different teams.
1: Yes, exactly. And doing it strategically, right? So like uh, you know how the map looks after a few of them, you're going to really have a good idea of it, and you can find ways to manipulate what the other team thinks is happening in there right maybe you can set something up or you can try to get something to work a certain way it's a lot of strategy right because if you see a defensive territory that is filled with easy teams right that's the one you're going to want to go after right but then what happens if you do do that in the next fa- territory? Or is going through the harder one in the first phase and getting to easier ones behind it a better strategy? You know what I mean?
2: All right, so just to be clear, um, how long is the setup phase?
1: So like the preview phase, it's another 24 hours. So you have 24 hours to set up your teams, so... 24 or 25 at max for each territory, getting your full guild in there and setting their teams, you have 24 hours.
2: So, I mean, you're almost going to, in a way, be trying to find a way to roadblock the other team and get them to go the direction you want them to go almost. Because I assume that... When you complete a territory, it's going to open the connecting territory, similar to the way it does in territory battles. But if you are making one path difficult and can redirect them another direction, you might be able to set up some other teams over there to help, you know.
0: Oh control yeah. Control
2: what what the other team does.
1: Oh yeah, that's the strategy this is something I'm talking that's already about. Been talked about. Uh, yes. I didn't want to give out too much strategy, so everyone did it. But cats out of the bag. We have a plan, or I have a plan that I'm going to propose to our guild for this when it happens. But uh, there's a lot of cool things you can do.
2: Well, this is kind of nice that you've actually kind of experienced this, and I haven't. So (laughs) I probably have a lot of these same questions that our listeners have.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The back and forth here is good because probably you could you would probably ask the same questions anyone else would now the good thing about this right so you you have those 24 or 25 or whatever the number is teams per territory the good news is you are not limited on how many teams you can set so for example you could set all of your teams on defense and not run offense and then you could have other people run straight offense and never set a defense team Or you can do half and half like that, right? There's a lot of strategy to it. So you can decide that if someone opts in and they're not going to be able to be there on the attack day, have that person set all their defense, all their teams to defense. You know what I'm saying? Or if you have a player with a really strong roster with a lot of really high geared characters, make him an attacker because there's a good chance that all his teams are going to be able to eat through a lot of the other teams.
2: So you said uh, you can set up 24 defensive teams per territory?
1: 24 defensive teams per territory if one of the teams only has 48 players. If both sides have 50, it's 25 25. per.
2: Okay. So (coughs) let's just stay with 50, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk through and you can tell me how accurate this is or not. So when you look at this, you have... Basically four vertical strips, mm-hmm. you know, starting from the middle going out. The first vertical strip has two territories. Next one has two, and then the following two have three. With the northern territories being ships. Hmm. Okay. So there can be twenty-five teams deposited into each individual territory. Yes. Does there have to be twenty-five?
1: There does not. You can set okay. zero. Uh, I don't know. You know what? That's a good question. I don't know if there's a minimum. Okay. There has to be, though, because how would the, the other the team, team earn banners? You know? I don't know. I, that's well, a weird that, question. That I don't know like what strategy. the number <laughs> is. Yeah. If we don't set <laughs> defensive teams, they can't win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if what the minimums were because I don't remember seeing that, but that is a really good question.
2: Okay. So, now, you get your team set up, you, s- I mean, there's a lot of teams. I mean, you're not going to be able to fill out 25 of each of those, I wouldn't think. Because uh, if, let's just look at characters. There are 16 of them. If you do 16 times 5 takes you to 90. Is my math right on that? No, 80. Um, So, that's 80 characters just on the defensive side. Hmm. And I mean that's a lot of characters. Hmm. I mean that's per person. I mean, how many characters are there in the game? What are we at now? One hundred and thirty-ish, roughly.
1: Well, there's a caveat to so, that too that I was just uh, reminded of. Um, okay. You ha- your units have to have a specific power to them to participate too. So you can't just sit. Oh. You can't just set crap squads so that people waste attack teams on them to get through them. They have to be over a specified power. So with our 98, 96 million galactic power guild in uh, the beta, the lowest power you could set a character to in on a defensive team was 6,000. So wow. I don't know how the maths okay. work out there, but you had to have 6,000 power on the character to put them in a defensive 6, team.
2: 6,000 on the character. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into my uh, swaga game because I'm kind of curious, like, what is the cutoff on 6,000 What does a 6,000 that...
1: power character look like? Yeah, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, is that a... Uh... All Let right, I'm just go to the middle of my roster. And I'm going to start looking. It's a shame that this cannot be on the live stream because I don't really have that set up. (laughs) All right, so I think I'm getting close. I have a... Ooh, here we go. Perfect. I have a level 63 B2 Battle Droid who is gear 8 who has 5 out of the possible 6 mods on him a lot of green gear that could go, and he is at 6,063 power.
1: That's actually higher than I thought gear-wise he would have to be. That's crazy. Makes sense, though. Yeah. Because you're not going to... There's a lot of battles to be done, and uh, if you're able to put those little crap squads in there, they're going to eat away... At the amount of teams that you have to fight. Now, obviously, you could send in your crap teams to fight them. But that's just a lot of extra time in in there also.
2: But I mean, if you're setting up crap teams on defense also, isn't that just easy banners for the other team to get?
1: Yes, that is also true. Hmm. So Um, So you're
2: probably going to want to save your crappy characters for offense is my
0: guess yes yes i do believe so cool so sounds
2: like fun i'm so excited it's about time there actually be like some strategy with defensive teams in this game
1: well it's funny because like my uh i installed it on my mac because i was dumb i should have put it on my chromebook because my chromebook doesn't need an emulator it's an it's an android itself so um, I installed it on my Mac on BlueStacks, and it is buggy as hell. If you tried to scroll to the bottom of the list of teams you could fight, it would pop right back into the middle. So getting to the bottom is just impossible. There's a lot of yeah. big problems with my emulator and in, inside this territory battle, or sorry, territory war. But even with all those problems, this is it's so fun, super fun. Super,
2: I love yeah, it. Yeah, this is exciting. And like well, I mean, this is. Or go ahead.
1: I'll say, well, like, uh, just go ahead. We'll move on to the second part here in a second.
2: Um. Okay. I, I was just gonna say how excited I am about the fact that, I mean, we really get back into arena team building with this. I mean, picking five characters that work together and trying to m- make them as efficient as possible. It's going to be a lot of fun really trying to take a lot of those second and third tier characters that you have and try to build a really good offensive team from them because that's going to be how you really get the, get the points, I'm guessing, because people are going to be setting up their good teams on defense and you're obviously going to need something that can get through some of those annoying teams.
1: Yeah, so my strategy was set a bunch of... I think I set a droid team on defense. I set my first order on defense. I set a couple others on defense and I saved my resistance for offense. I saved my CLS rebel team for offense. And then I used a, a, a kind of badly geared Jedi team with, uh, Obi-Wan or not Obi-Wan with Kenobi, general Kenobi that was able to beat another node. um, I was kind of surprised that some of the teams I used that were able to beat some more meta teams that were on defense, but just oh, depending yeah. on how you set them, and the it's always easier on attack versus the AI. But like, there's a lot of good good ways you can go for sure, yeah. especially using good defensive teams and some of those lesser uh, synergistic teams on offense that are
0: just bulls that'll blow through anything anyway. So,
2: (laughs) not a bad strategy. All right. So, why don't I leak some of these bullet points and give you a break from rambling for a second?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're amazing. Yeah. Why don't you do that?
2: (laughs) All right. Um, So, I'm going to hit these few bullet points real quick
0: uh,
2: regarding the setup phase just to kind of clear up any muddy water that is remaining. So, also unlike territory battles, all contribution limits, such as the number of defensive squads that can be assigned, are guild limits, not player limits. This will allow the flexibility for guildmates who cannot participate in the whole event to take on a defensive role and place all their troops down, or attacking role and focus on offense. I think that's going to be really important for, you know, strategizing where you use your best characters, because... A lot of characters are really good, uh, well, as far as the AI, I mean, that's something we've always talked about on here, is using characters who has a predictable AI on, or in your arena team. Um, to ensure everyone understands that units do not refresh between phases, a message will appear when more than one-third of the eligible troops have been placed. The message reminds the player to save some troops for the attack phase and can be ignored. That is really good to know because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that's not paying attention to that. I was kind of wondering how they would handle uh people just trying to dump all their characters in there because, you know, of course you want to be able to attack even though setting up defensive teams is way more fun as we all know. Uh, units must be over a specified power to participate. That was the 6,000 galactic power per character that we were talking about earlier. The number of defensive squads slash fleets that can be assigned to a territory is based on the number, uh, lowest number of members between the two guilds. Which was something else we discussed, so, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, if a guild only has 47 people or whatever, that's going to be... The uh, number that it goes off of. Uh, now, let's get into this attack phase. Uh, since Dan is rejoining us, he will be able to discuss this attack phase with us, which should be a <laughs> lot of fun.
1: All right, the All attack right. phase. I thought my stream ended a second ago, but I guess it's still on. <laughs> so, <laughs> attack oh, phase. God. In this phase, I'm pretty sure you just read all this. This phase is the fun I did phase. Not. You did not?
2: I have not done attack phase yet. No. I was just oh, okay. getting into it.
1: Perfect. Well, then let's talk about the attack phase because the next uh, uh, phase is the attack phase. So you had your preview phase for 24 hours, you had your setup phase for 24 hours, and then you get your attack phase for another 24 hours, which is the one that the beta is in currently. So basically what you do now is all those defensive teams have been set and, uh, you are ready to start whittling away at them. And something I wanted to mention about the setup phase that I forgot to say, um, when you were talking about the, the teams was that, uh. You said that it might be hard to fill them up. Well, what we ended up doing was front-loading the first two vertical strips. So basically, those first two both had 24 each teams each in them. And then when we got to the back two, they all had 15 at the most in them.
2: Okay, so here's the question. Do you have to get through all of the teams in that territory to clear it? Yes. So somebody stacks 24 teams in there all 24 of those teams do have to be defeated before that territory clears.
1: Yes. So that's where points become uh,
2: interesting. That's where your
1: teams and how you set them or who you're putting, where becomes important because the first territories or the first vertical strip for conquering it, you'll get a small amount of uh, banners. The second strip you'll get more banners than the first one, and when you get to the last one, it's worth about double what the first phase was, or territory, vertical strips. So, so you don't
2: want the enemy getting very far into the territory. You want them to stay as shallow as possible.
1: Right. So what we didn't know when we set ours in ours beta was uh, we set 24 in the front, 24 in the second one from the front, and everything else had 15. So so far we're almost 12 hours into the attack phase and the team we're playing has only gone through one of the front lines and they're on the second of the uh, front line on one side and then on the bottom they're still whittling away on the front of that one right whereas us even with the 24 on each side we are already back to where we only have the last vertical strip left now i don't know if that's because we have all been attacking and they have been asleep on in europe or something but i'm afraid for when they break through that second territory because everything's 14 after that and i know it took them a while to get through the 24s but it's not going to take them much To get through those other two layers. And uh, that's probably where we wanted the 24s because they're worth so much more. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's kind of. That's going to be the strategy um, where there's going to be a lot of theory crafting is, I mean, do you really prevent them from trying to get those points once they get there? But, I mean, isn't it also uh, the points that you're talking about? Is that per battle? So I know I've seen like the uh, 20 points for a defensive win or 20 bears for a defensive win and 10 banners for an offensive win. I mean, is it the same? Is that the same across territories as just a bonus or does that vary? Because if you're stacking more teams at the end and you're getting more points per battle, that may not be something where you want a lot of teams in the back end.
1: So, gosh, I, if I could open it up on my phone right now and tell you, I would, because there are different numbers for... Diff- so, when you click on a territory, Conquer has a number next to it, and there are two above that. And I don't know if it's defense and offense, what banners you get for those, or if it's something else there. But I would assume it's attacking and defending the numbers you get there. So,
0: I will say I don't know. I'm not totally sure, but that would make sense to me. Interesting. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think everything magnifies as you keep get deeper. So,
2: and isn't there like a big bonus for clearing an entire territory?
1: Yeah, so that's the conquer uh, points that I was talking about. So if you okay. finish, you defeat all the defensive squads in a territory, you get the conquer banners, and for. Our territory war right now. If you defeat the last, uh, last vertical strip, any of the territories in there, you get eleven hundred banners. So, wow, which is not a small chunk either. Because, like I said, we are we have pushed back to just having that last vertical strip left on ours, and we're at ninety-seven hundred banners, I think, something like that. Oh, wow! So, get a thousand of them, you can catch up real quick.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah, so the attack phase, basically, go in there and rip them to shreds. Attack phase is pretty cool, too, because if you go in and you click on any of your territories that's active for them to attack at the moment, it will show you if there's a battle in progress. So it'll say, in progress, and it'll say who's fighting them. And that's then, cool. so, you either, your team either disappears from the list and is gone, or your team stays there, and like Galactic War, they just have diminished health and uh protection.
2: That's, okay, that's really cool. That, I actually read that earlier, and I hadn't thought about that. The, you know, persistent health, you know, maintained through battles. So, I mean, if you go in and lose, um the opponent would get the defensive points for the win, but you could still go in with, like, a weaker squad or something and be able to finish it off and still get your points and clear it.
1: Yeah, that's what I did in, with some of my weaker teams. On the, I took in a weak team against uh, a Jedi, a Qui-Gon uh, Zeta team. I didn't beat anyone but Zeta Qui-Gon. Wow. My my mission was to kill him, because once I killed him, everyone else that died, I was fine with it, because I took in a crappier team in there against them again, and they don't have a leader anymore. And I was able to destroy that team with my crappy team, Wait, because they didn't have that... any other leader ability anymore.
2: Re- does it really work that way? It does. Huh, Okay. So that's kind of interesting. If you send in I a mean,
1: suicide squad to kill the leader, the next time you go in there, they're not going to have a leader ability.
2: So that's something I've talked about before that I've always kind of wanted to see is that like something in arena, maybe where if you kill the leader, you know, uh, there's, a, there's actually that assault battle where they get the demoralized, where they lose like 25% health and damage and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, so that there's actually a perk to kill the leader first. That's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, that's the uh, places of power that's coming up in a couple of days. Kill that main oh, yeah. Jedi and all those secondary Jedi lose all that health and their attack power and everything else. So
2: yeah, that is that's pretty awesome.
1: But yeah, it is pretty interesting the way that works for sure. So nice. Yeah, you go in there and attack. Once you, uh, The same thing goes if you go and you look at the where you're attacking and you're like, oh, I want to fight that team. Well, any team you can't fight, you'll know because it'll say in progress and whoever your guildmate is that's fighting them will show up there the same way as your defending will say the other team who's fighting you. So Have
2: you noticed, like, if you go back and look at, say, your defensive territories and you look at a list of all the teams that are left, if you go and look at the teams that have been defeated, will it tell you what type of teams defeated them?
1: No, there's also no way to see after the fact the teams that were defeated. So they're no longer on the list. It's, it's just, only
2: the existing teams? Yeah. So the teams that are still alive?
1: Okay. It's just what's left. There's no way to figure out what's beating your squads. They're just being beat. So.
0: Okay.
2: I really don't have an issue with that too much. I mean, it's something I'd like to see, but just the fact that, you know, defensive teams are a strategy now, I'm so excited.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's, that's the way
1: it works. And then the last phase is the review phase, and basically it's just a period to uh, review the final status of the event. So basically kind of like the payout period. It's like you can see all the stats. Um, You can see who did what, who... uh, Oh, big point here. Big awesome point about Territory Wars. Territory Wars in the beta has all of the things that we're going to get for territory battles, guild leader-wise, built into it. Really? So you can can highlight uh, territories saying, put all your best people as defensive teams in this one. And once we fill that up, you can unselect that one and move to a different one and say hey put 24 just total crap teams here or oh
2: that's amazing so
1: you can highlight you can say no to certain ones with the x the red x on it um which also turns in the rogue actions uh stat um nice it shows all the stats you want and you need this those those uh those guild leader tools are legit, man.
0: I'm lo- I'm
1: awesome. I'm loving using them in uh territory wars territory and I battles. know I'm gonna love them even wars. more wars. for territory battles because it literally you set those messages in there. Discord is great and all, but sometimes people don't check that before they go yeah. and do their territory battles. This is literally oh, no. right there in the game, right there where they can see it. And if they ignore you, it'll tell you. You'll know who the rogue actions are, and uh, you can do with that what you will. So, having those That's new tools in there are nasty. really awesome. I'm excited.
0: And a, a lot Hopefully of people notice get that, that you. Next week. I
1: agree. That would be awesome. I want to see the first live territory war. That would be freaking sweet. Mm-hmm.
0: But the. Uh, as far as... Oh, I add something. Oh, so you... Another thing, kind of going
1: to territory battles that are live right now, you can kind of see each phase is uh, one of the new guild leader tools in it now that'll list every phase and who did uh, battles in it, but it doesn't list who didn't do battles. And that was a big kind of point of contention this week where people were like, uh, this does me no good if I can't see who actually didn't do the battle but uh the fears have been quelled because they said that that is not working the way it's supposed to when it is finally in its final form and everyone will get the zeros so ah uh, yes right. so it will do what, exactly what we want it where we can send out a giant ass message in the last 2 hours of territory battles that says you 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 and you why the hell haven't you finished your combat missions so, very exciting. Pretty stoked about that. These, yeah, a lot of awesome things about the beta to get excited about for, even stuff relating to territory battles. For, like- for guild leaders, that is. Probably doesn't yeah, mean sure. diddly squat to uh, anyone else, but for well, I mean, me, I'm a guild leader. Nice so.
2: But I mean, now people aren't going to have to like go around questioning what do I do, where do I put this, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well,
0: so why don't you talk so, about earning banners?
1: Um Well, I guess we kinda talked about that I already.
2: Mean, yeah, we pretty much covered that. I was gonna say, why don't you tell us about what we're doing all of this for? Like why? What are we getting in return for going through all this nonsense?
1: So I think you're besides you and I, the fun. Besides the fun, yeah, that's a good good incentive. But everyone wants that uh, carrot on the stick at the end. The, uh yes, we love the carrots. Basically the rewards. So, you know, we've kind of talked about lately how they've been kind of uh, handing out the Zetas for different things.
2: Ooh, I like where this is going.
1: Well, guess what? The higher echelons of the rewards for territory battles can award up to two Zetas for uh, oh, really? for a win. Now there's always going to be a first place and a second place. So there's the losing guild and there's the winning guild. Winning losing guilds can still get a zeta. It's just the the one zeta is pushed up the reward table. And where you might get one zeta on a winning team, depending on your galactic power, uh, you'll you might not and just get an omega if you lose. So zetas and omegas are part of the reward table. Then there is the loot boxes, which are actually up on the stream right now from Elon, where he was clicking through them and showing what they were. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, a lot of really good gear, territory battle gear, gear 12 gear, uh, Carbontes, stun cuffs, stun guns, Mark III holo projectors all the stuff you need and none of the stuff you don't because they don't have challenge gear in any of this. So,
2: so how is all this stuff broken down? Like, how are these prize boxes based? What are they based on?
1: So they're based on the active galactic power that you had during the Territory War.
2: Okay, and that only takes from characters that you have at 6,000 and above, right?
1: That's a good question. We're going to have to figure out what this means by active galactic power to get your... uh... I kind of have a feeling it's combined galactic power of the two guilds. Because... The highest rewards are like 170 active galactic power Maybe it's not, okay I don't know, because that just seems so high so high that's up that's forty five that's more than forty five star galactic power in territory battles, so I don't know exactly how the rewards award, but I know it says active galactic power and then it has a range of ten ten thousand uh
2: well, it could be based on. That's probably based on each each individual guild, right? So and, then,
1: yeah, depending on where you're at, you could get pretty because uh, one Zeta for the losing team doesn't start until like a hundred thousand or a uh, hundred million galactic power. Oh
0: wow! So
1: on the winning uh, team, I think that's more around like sixty. 60 million or something.
2: Jeez. Okay. So, Interesting.
1: It all depends. I don't know. But there's that. There's a gear 12 filler gear, uh, gear boxes. And there's, nice. and this is, this is the weird one, right? So this is a guild event, but it does not reward guild event currency. It rewards guild store currency. And a big thing people saw when they got in the beta and saw that was like Okay, I That'll don't happen. care about that. Like because what is in the guild store that I need? Like for me, the only thing I buy in there is low gray, and then when the character's in, there's two slots that are completely crafted purple gear slots for like gear 7 and gear 8. I buy those and I buy low gray. That's it. So that I always have a stack ready to go when I level up a character. That's it. And I still I have like 35,000 Guild currency right now. So it's like, okay, you're going to give me more. Great. I'm not going to use. You have what? 35,000. thousand.
2: Thirty. Jeez. <laughs> I'm basically broke. I got like 2,000. I am just about done farming everybody in there. Um, low gray the one I have the most left on. I think I ha- I'm like 15 shards short of Gamorian Guard, though.
1: You don't, you don't have to whisper that. Say it loud and proud.
2: No. No, I will pass on that.
1: That's my boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. You, you are,
1: remember when I unlocked him, got him seven star. We, we talked about that so on this podcast. Excited. I still like him. I just wish he were good. He is cool. Now, maybe if they do a scoundrel rework at some point, my Gamorrean guard that I have at gear nine will become awesome.
2: Yeah, keep your fingers crossed on that one.
1: I'm going to keep them crossed for the next six months. But, anyways, as far as guild currency goes, the only reason we said all this is because Cozy, Cozy Spoon on the forum said, Guess what, everyone? The guild store is about to get a rework, and we're about to throw a bunch of stuff in there that you are going to want to buy.
2: Yay. No
1: details to that, but this is the perfect time to me to rework that because I have all the characters except Low Grey. There's nothing going on in there for me. Switch that crap out. Give me something to buy. Yep. And uh, that'll make it fun again. So I'm with you. And that is coming in the next update, assuming the same update, the Territory Wars comes out. So, bam, there you go. Cool. Yep. But why don't you talk about this next part, The uh, right after the leaderboards. Because of course, there's going to be leaderboards that assign show who, who's won the most territory wars, who's, uh, how many, the galactic power of the opponent they defeated, Uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. There'll be a leaderboard, like with anything else guild related.
2: We love leaderboards, but you know what else we do? We love reporting cheaters. We love
1: ban hammers. (laughs)
2: We are going to talk about reporting another guild. Uh, This is a direct quote from the forum post, and it's kind of important. We take cheating very seriously and will suspend or ban players that are caught cheating. To help us in identifying cheaters, a guild leader or officer can report their opponent guild if they suspect them to be violating the terms of service. Misuse of this feature, such as reporting a guild with no evidence of cheating... Will also result in dis- disciplinary action.
1: As it should.
2: As it should. 100% agree. Uh, that way you don't have people. You know, oh, going I lost on salty. Because you you guys them. are cheap. Yeah. Exactly. Which, you
1: know, <laughs> happens know. all the time on the internet. Especially yeah. in like um, games like. League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm, so. Yes. So, that's yeah. a thing. That'll help to uh, work on cheating Hopefully in Territory Wars, cheating. much like uh, tournaments. Straw. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. Hopefully, that's the way it works. I do not want to see this disappear like tournaments, because if they can, yeah, after all either. this time, if they can't figure out how to regulate and get pvp working fairly we're that's gonna have a lot of problems down the line
2: you you know what that's a great point so i mean this kind of takes that uh tournament spot in the game where you're getting to battle other people's builds you're having to go through and come up with different teams The only difference is you're not on a clock. You don't have to be sitting by your phone at a certain time trying to make sure that you finish in a certain spot. You have this time chunk where you get to do all this and go through and beat it, and you don't have to worry about someone dropping you. And it's with your guild, so it's a little bit more camaraderie together, and I am very, very excited about Territory Wars.
0: Yep,
1: I agree. It's it's a lot of what tournaments were in a better package, in my opinion.
2: Yep. Um, so let's talk about future iterations of it. Uh it says while the initial version of Territory Wars has initially minimal complexity to help with learning, it expects to see a wide variety of territory war events in the future. For example, Faction bonuses on the map, individual territories, or even specifically the attacker or defender on a territory. Uh, This, I believe, was something that people have posted out there with, like, the First Order getting a bonus and Resistance getting a bonus.
1: So, if you think of it that way, those two are already in there, and those bonuses are pretty ridiculous. I, uh... I was thinking about this earlier. Another thing I can't just look up because I don't have my laptop with me, but uh, there is a bonus for Resistance and there's a bonus for First Order because this battle- territory war is on Jakku. And those territory or those uh, bonuses are really, really nice. I can't say what they are because I don't remember, but uh, once you read them, you will understand what I'm talking about. They are really nice. And for if the idea is to do territory wars on different planets, and uh, show exactly what uh do different things like that with them. That will be nice because the ones just for those two factions alone already are pretty crazy. And to, or if they just do it on Jakku for different factions in different territories and make you kind of set teams that way, that'll, after we've done like three or four or five, they start adding little things like that in to kind of give you more uh, strategery.
2: (laughs) Uh, We like strategery.
1: Yes. If they keep doing that, it'll just make it even more fun. Especially once you've got the hang of it in the basic form. And I think it's pretty cool that they're not doing all that from the start and giving you time to work into it. That's pretty
0: good.
2: So I'm watching this uh, video we got on a live stream. If you haven't seen any of the gameplay, you can go to This time in the live stream and kind of get an idea because there is actually, you know, the video playing there, which is really cool and great to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Elon, throwing that in there for us. It's been a nice uh, visual for the stream. So it's good.
2: I have another thanks to shout out to our buddy Elon.
1: Yeah. Let's hear it.
2: Check out this. All right. It's time to segue. You want to talk about the arena?
1: Let's talk about the
0: arena.
2: Um. So, have you changed anything since last week?
0: I'm going to give you one guess.
2: So you haven't?
1: No, I'd need to though, because yeah. I'm finishing in the sixty-five to seventy-one range. E. I will fit. I will fight my way back into the top fifty. But since I don't fight at payout, I don't stay there, so I'm usually dropped right back down to the 65 to 75 range. So, yeah. I need to change something. I need to start working on Gear 12 now. Like I said, I didn't worry about Gear 12 because I was still getting top 50 like I wanted, but I'm not anymore, so I need to do something.
2: Gear 12 makes a difference, especially on, like, uh, General Kenobi, adding all that protection. Well, like... that's the bonus from, you know, gear 12. Is
0: the
1: there's not, sure. yeah, there's not really, uh, there's a misconception here as far as gear 12 goes and seeing purple as opposed to yellow. The, the green, the yellow doesn't scare me. If the yellow has any gear 12 pieces in it, then it, kind of, it gets kind of scary. But if it's just yeah. yellow, it doesn't scare me. But I think just the fact that I don't have any yellow on my arena team, people are attacking it. So, yeah, and my team isn't especially great on defense. Well, I mean, I don't know, I'd I'd never seen it, but I'm still running a CLS lead with R2, Zeta Han, um, and then Chase. And another thing is, Chase might be getting me attacked because at this point, Chase isn't what it once was. Yep, it's not even what it once was because I'm calling it Chase instead of Beirut.
2: i could have something to do with it yes uh but yeah they're the the whole beirut thing is just it's not that effective anymore but i mean if you figure each character having you know an additional what 10 000 to fifteen thousand protection and then also getting the bonus from r2 on top of that since you are using an r2 I mean, that's a whole lot of extra survivability that you're kind of missing out on just by not having characters at Gear 12, even without the extra gear.
1: Yeah, for sure. Even if it was just R2 with all that extra, the extra stats from getting him there with his combat analysis would be a huge boom to the whole team. I think
2: him and General Kenobi are the two uh, best ones to get to Gear 12, if you haven't already. They are awesome. Nice. So, uh, I did something pretty... I I did a couple crazy exciting things this week regarding my arena team. Oh, yeah? So, I think it was the day after we recorded the podcast, I did something I was on the fence about. Spent those Zetas!
1: Oh, really?
2: Yes, I did. Was it on your man, Crush? It was on Mr. Yoda. Yeah? The little... The little guy with a cane put it on his heal ability. Which, by the way, is pretty awesome. Um, I was running the team I talked about last week, which was the old Ben lead with General Kenobi, uh, CLS, Han, and... um It's a good question. I don't remember who the last guy was. Wow. Brain dead. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I went... I tested that team. I started testing a couple other teams. I wasn't really having a whole lot of luck due to the number of uh, General Kenobi embarrassed teams on my arena. It's ridiculous. So, I started thinking, started doing a little theory crafting, and I came up with something. <coughs> really? You're, you remember who the really just awesome character was for taking out Baze and Charrot?
1: Bayes, or, uh, Nihilus? Nope. Before Nihilus. Before Nihilus? My
2: boy, Boba Fett.
1: Ah, yes. That execute. So,
2: I was testing, uh, Boba lead, uh, since he's Zated. I spent the gear to take him to gear 12, and I was using Boba with Commander Luke, uh, R2, General Kenobi, and, um... And I mean, <laughs> that thing was a wrecking ball. And then you know, <coughs> I left it on defense for a day. And I quickly realized I had made a terrible mistake because <laughs> uh it did not hold very well on defense. It uh I dropped I almost dropped out of the top fifty. I have not been out of the top fifty. Fifty. I don't know when. Damn. Yeah, it's not good. So I started playing with some teams, moving back up, still trying to get that thing to work. And then... Just... This evening, I started looking at my team. was talking to Elon. And... I kind of decided I should just try it. The team he's running. Just... Why not? Just give it a test. Mm-hmm. I've been skeptical about how it would hold up against these General Kenobi teams, and... So... I ran the team against a few of them. The team is a team you've probably seen. Admiral Ackbar lead. Commander Luke Skywalker. General Kenobi.
0: BB-8. And Hermit Yoda. I have heard of that team before somewhere. You, You
2: literally hit auto and watch it go. It's ridiculous.
1: Okay, so it has BB 8 and it has. Uh, okay, Hermit say it Yoda. again. So CLS, Hermit Yoda, BB 8. Who are the other two? Who cares?
2: Admiral Akbar Lead and General Kenobi.
1: Akbar, he's the one that makes it work. Kenobi is the one that soaks all the hits. Yep. BB 8 and Hermit Yoda are the ones that just do their moves oh, that don't uh, do anything and call in CLS. Yes.
2: It is pretty crazy. And then what's really fun is if you can get to the point where BB-8 does his special. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Commander Luke, well, he's hitting for over 40k and just laying waste to everything in sight.
0: So I'm going mean, to
1: pimp a video here uh, from a YouTuber it. that uh, I didn't know until today but his name is Noob Plays, right? And he put out a video. I don't know when the video came out. I just watched it today. But it was was labeled, is this the new meta? And basically, it's a fight where he went on the attack against, I think, and I could be wrong here, I think it was against Elon's team. And the entire video is BB-8 and Hermit Yoda calling in CLS to just ravage his team. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. I mean, so if you so, want to see yeah.
1: how his wink and Elon's team works, check out Noob Plays, N O O B Plays, YouTube. He's yep. got a video on there of it working.
2: And I may take some videos this week and post them. I may even see about some people from my arena uh, posting some videos. And if they do, I will link to them from our Shadowed Order YouTube channel. But, uh, yeah, the basic idea is you want to get Hermit Yoda and BB-8 to be as fast as you can make them. And what's great is speed don't really matter on Commander Luke that much since he gets called in so much. Right. I mean, he's giving turn meter, and he may actually actually be better if you just make it to where he has a ton of damage output.
1: So the one Um, thing I didn't understand about this team... Why doesn't it call in Akbar or Kenobi?
2: It won't call in Kenobi because he's not a rebel, but it will call in Admiral Akbar on occasion.
1: okay, so this would be a situation where if you don't have him geared, don't gear him like you used to with old Ben
0: <laughs> I don't
2: think so actually uh because Admiral Akbar, if you do have him actually leveled up, he's not too bad because. Whenever he uses a special, you're guaranteed to get Commander Luke called in. Mm -hmm. So his Tactical Genius and his heal both will call Commander Luke in every single time. And his basic can give himself quite a bit of turn meter. So if he gets called in, he's gaining turn meter, which means he's just going more often, which is calling Commander Luke more often, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, Plus, you also have that additional chance to heal and also add in the uh tactical genius which is a great ability that you know allows somebody to go back to back it's nice when it's like general kenobi or something but it is uh it is a really cool team it is a hell of a lot of fun and i am very very seriously considering taking my speed arrow off commander luke and putting on an offense arrow because why not
1: (laughs) yeah it couldn't hurt especially if he's just being called in all the time yeah uh i don't have commander luke on my b account but i'm gonna have to try to f- and i don't have bb8 on my b account so it really is a mute point but i am after this territory battle i will unlock hermit yoda on my b account so i'm gonna have to figure out a way to make him work too
2: do you have raid Han?
1: i have raid Han.
2: because you could probably do like an admiral akbar with raid Han, hermit yoda general kenobi if you have got him and then uh let's see. There's probably some other support character that has you probably want somebody that has a couple specials um
1: with low cooldowns.
2: Yeah, with low cooldowns. Uh hmm No one is really coming to mind.
0: Something to but, look into
1: for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely something to look into. Uh could be You know, it could be interesting. Actually, uh, Dark Diggler guy in my arena, he uses the Admiral Ackbar with Commander Luke, Raid Han, except I believe he is using Hermit Yoda and R2,
1: I think. That's what I was going to guess.
2: I was, I tested that team the other night. I kept fighting it. I think it was with my Boba team and it wasn't good. (laughs) i mean, I I never got to move like he just kept spamming turn me it was stupid
0: nice yeah well it happens
1: yeah well cool hopefully that one doesn't drop you into the 50s (laughs) let's
2: hope not uh yeah you can hit me up in discord tomorrow and i'll let you know how the team did on defense but uh hopefully it does a lot better we will see
0: Sounds good, man.
1: You
2: ready?
0: Oh, I am always ready.
2: It's time for Star
0: Wars Galaxy of Heroes Trivia!
1: hit me with that jazz that good volume right there maybe a little more
2: okay we can always add more that's easy we don't mind adding more
1: I don't mind adding more of that sweet jazz so make
2: a ringtone with this music
1: that'd be awesome make it my text ringtone
2: that's not a bad idea. I'm going to do
1: that. <laughs> um, so, for those just joining us, maybe you weren't here last week. Maybe you don't know. Maybe I'm just saying this to rub it in. But I am beating Wink four to one.
2: That's an accurate statement, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> but this week we have coming, five new questions. Let's do it next week.
2: That's the plan. I haven't got it set up yet, so we can't do it this week anyway. We'll plan for next week.
1: All right, great. I won't be here next week.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, hold on. (laughs) This could be really good. We could have you do something stupid on the beach and send us a video.
1: On the video? You could do
2: that. We'll discuss it.
1: As long as it's child-friendly. My children are there. Don't Uh, forget.
2: Yeah. That might not be much fun. (laughs) We'll come up with something else. That works. Alright, hit us with that first question.
1: Alright, first question. Which characters use force weapons that are not lightsabers? Force weapons that are not lightsabers? What does that even mean?
2: That's a
1: good question. And thanks to Fyrus for this question.
2: Oh. Force weapons that are not lightsabers. I'm assuming blasters don't count.
1: Well, does that mean, like, the, like, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to assume that's what it means, so I don't give you any hints.
2: So, we're assuming no blasters, right?
1: That doesn't sound like a force weapon to me.
2: That that was kind of my thought as well. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Huh. God, I love this music.
1: Yeah, this <laughs> is pretty great. Um. All right, well, I've got four, but I don't know if they're what they use is actually weapons. Let's see. Is there anyone else?
2: Like, hmm, I got two wrong answers. I don't think I have any that are right. Um, g- give me a th- I got to come up with something else. Like, it's got to be something that's decent, maybe? I don't know.
1: I've okay, hit five. I'm at five now.
2: And it's force weapons. That's the part that's killing me. Yeah. Huh. Which makes me think it's not like using a force ability. Or are you thinking force ability?
1: I don't know what I'm thinking at this point.
2: Um... I got some answers. They're probably wrong as I'll get out. So uh, I'll show them and I will tell you that I put Royal Guard, Jerry, Hermit Yoda, and Yoda. All
1: right. I put Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, Luminara, Jedi Consular, and I'm a Gundy. Okay. And that is because I was counting. So, you know, Kit Fisto runs forwards and does the force push with his hands. Uh Uh, Luminara does that like she shoots the force wave out so does JC Plo Koon does that thing where he jumps down and slams his hand in the ground
2: Qui-Gon does that Uh, Yoda does that as well
1: alright so let's just see what the answers are
2: alright let's do it
1: Zeb? Wow oh yeah that's a good one Zeb, Royal Guard, and IG-100. What do they do?
2: So, uh, I forgot. I'm glad I got one at least. Uh, yeah, like the Royal Guard, he has that pole. So those things with the
1: lightning are force weapons?
2: That is my assumption.
1: See, then, okay, so there's the First Order Executioner in, uh, the new movies, and his weapon is an axe that has lightning in it. So does he have a force weapon?
2: That would be my assumption. That would be odd. Based on the question. Um,
1: Interesting. I didn't realize those were force weapons.
2: That may be a technicality. We will have to check. But either way, that does give me a point for right now. <laughs> um...
1: For now, that does.
2: I almost thought about putting R2-D2, but I know his would be electricity, because it basically says it in the answer. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, Zeb and them, I I don't know. I mean, who knows?
1: Someone must know more than me to have made this question in the first place, so. There's that. That's
2: probably fair. Yes, probably true.
1: All right. Two to four. Next question. Brought to us by Teshkar Han. Both Kylo Ren's in the game have a unique with one aspect in common between them. What do their uniques have in common? Great. That's a
0: good question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is, I have no idea. loosely based on a idea I have of what Kylo Ren Unmask's unique is, but we shall see.
2: All right. I'm showing my answer and my loose vague answer will be they both get stronger as they take damage.
1: And mine was they both have reduced damage from a certain type of source uh, when they get hit. So, like, Kylo Ren has reduced damage from, what, damage over time? Yes. And I think there's another type of damage that Unmask can take that he takes reduced damage from, but I can't remember.
2: Okay. Interesting.
1: So we shall see. All right. (gasps) Boom! 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 Boom!
2: I don't like the sound of that.
1: They both take reduced damage from percentage health damage effects.
2: Hmm. Well done.
1: I am impressed with myself, because I really don't know, um, that much about either, Kylo.
2: Yeah, I, I was trying to think what was... I was, for some reason, I was thinking that, um... that the other Kylo was gaining health or something uh, whatever he took damage but that is apparently inaccurate
1: or one or the other might not be doing it so yeah alright well we'll move on to the next one alright there are two characters who wear some kind of mask which doesn't cover their whole face just part of it and they don't wear any helmet, hood, or hat, just a mask. Who are they? I have a pretty good idea about one of them. I'm not sure about the other.
0: Huh.
2: See, the no hood, helmet, hat thing, that really... Uh
1: That really throws a wrench in the spokes because my initial thought was Cad Bane but he's got that big cowboy hat
2: Oh yeah That's a good point Hmm Interesting Interesting indeed Anyone else?
1: I'm gonna make a guess because I can't remember what this person's face looks like but I could see them wearing one So I got two answers. I'll just wait for you, sir.
2: Um, I'm going to write an answer that I think is probably wrong, because I can't... But I'm hoping that maybe it's just one of those really odd things. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm sorry that's wrong. I'm putting Kanan and General Grievous.
1: I think you're right with Kanan, actually. So I hope mine is right, too. <laughs> All right. I put Plo uh, Koon. And okay. mob enforcer. Ah. <laughs> Forget about there the it is. Enforcer. Between the two of us, we got both of them. Woo! You got Kanan and Plo Koon
2: Nice. Look at look at us teaming up.
1: Tag kind team. Of. Back again.
2: We're unstoppable.
1: what's that? Six to three? What's the score? It is
2: six to three. Oh uh, my uh, My dry erase marker is dying out I'm going to have to get a new one for next week <laughs> <laughs> maybe a blue or something i to have to get a new color I don't like this black it's just boring
0: alright
1: next question brought to us by both Tess Karhan and Deadshot there are three characters in the game who can inflict stun for two turns who are they
2: For exactly two turns or two turns or more I guess it would just be only two turns yeah because I know of one that can uh, extend it (coughs) for
1: three turns yeah
2: um stun for two turns that is a long stun
1: I have my two answers. Oh, there's three characters. Well, let me see if I can figure out a third. Uh, Is one of them Cup?
2: Might be. (laughs) You never know, you might be giving me another answer right now.
1: I thought about that right after it came out of my mouth.
2: (laughs) Should have thought about before. Um
1: that doesn't ever happen. Always talk no, first. Of course not.
2: Yeah. Talk then think. Alright, so I've got one that I am pretty sure is an accurate answer. I am just totally drawing a blank on any
1: others. I'm trying to find that third one, but I can't think of them.
2: Oh. I think I thought of one. Okay. All right. I feel happy about this. So, Eeth Koth is the one that can do for three turns. I just put that there just because. But my uh, two answers for specifically two turns is Emperor Palpatine and Jawa.
1: Okay. I can tell you I for sure got one of them that you didn't get. Ooh. Because the Kylo Ren unmasks stun ability stuns for two turns
2: it does yes
1: I think the other one I think another one of the three is Palpatine which I also wrote which you had and then I also wrote Cup just in case (laughs) so let's see what we got
2: let's see if we can sweep the answers again oh
1: I knew I should have wrote that one I just didn't know enough about that character Alright, so Palpatine is one. Sweet. On his AoE, if the opponent was shocked, it stuns yep. for two turns. Uh, Kylo Ren unmasked on halt, and crinic when targeting an attacker with his second special.
2: Interesting. Okay.
1: So, you'll get so one. So I gain
2: one. And, and I gain,
1: gain two. two.
2: This still keeps getting worse all the time.
1: So what is it, 8 4 now, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who was my other. Oh, hold, hold on, real quick. I want to check. I really feel like Jaw was stunned for two turns.
1: Alright, you can check.
2: So, I am going to check and see. Because I believe he stuns droids for an extended period of time. And, um.
1: You sure it's not just extra potency?
2: Nope. It is just one turn. That's disappointing. All right. Uh That's sad.
1: (laughs) Happens to the best of us. Last question. Once again, thanks to Teshkarn and Deadshot. One point for each correct answer. There are three damage over time effects in the game now. What are these three? two of them inflicts the same amount of damage which two and does the third inflict more or less damage wait what really
2: this is easy
1: I mean I have my three but I didn't realize the two of them were the same damage
2: Another one that I, I think might follow
0: um.
1: okay I figured out now why okay. I was confused but now I know
2: All right, I've got my answers. I feel like I'm right, but I could be wrong.
1: Okay, what do you got?
2: I put Plague and Damage Over Time, both as 5% damage and then Shock as the other damage over time.
1: Interesting, because I put Plague and Dot as the same damage, only Plague does it to health, doesn't worry about protection, but I also put Burn... Fuck. So, what was yours? What was the other one you said? Shock. Shock. Okay. I don't think that does damage over time. Wow. I think Palpatine That's... damages everyone with shock, but I don't I, think it's think... the dot. I don't think it's the debuff that does the damage over time.
2: You might be right. The three
1: damage over time effects. Dot mm. burning plague. One point yeah. for each. So we... I got three there. Uh, Dot and Plague both inflict 5% damage. We both got a point there. Burning does 15% damage. So more.
2: I don't know how I forgot that freaking moron.
1: But I should have written down the answer to the last question because I knew it. I didn't realize there was a third question. That would have been an, even more, an extra point. Oh well. It'll keep you in striking distance. You're welcome. So I got four there, and you got three. So you got Unbelievable. seven, and I'm at 12.
0: Ugh.
1: Could have been 13 to seven, so don't feel too bad.
2: I've been missing some really stupid questions.
1: <laughs> happens see, to the best you're of the, us
2: you're at an advantage because it is much later there for you than it is here for me
1: you mean earlier hmm? you mean oh, earlier yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah see that's my point I'm delirious <laughs> this isn't even fair it's, just, oh, it's not right <laughs> it's literally it's, right,
1: it's only 1137 there I refuse your excuse Good sir, no, no,
2: but I'm used. My body still thinks it's twelve thirty-seven because I'm not used to time change yet. Is there so is there, there such thing account. as
1: time zone lag?
2: Yes, there is. You don't understand it, which is why you have the advantage. That's my whole point.
1: I don't understand it because we are the only state, I've been in the, been only by state the in this union American that does not do evil. that stupid farmer stuff.
2: Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. We appreciate you. Check us out on Twitter, at Shattered Order. Check us out on Patreon if you want to support us at patreon.com slash Shattered Order. We would
2: love you if you would. Yes. Just saying.
1: Would love you long time.
2: Yeah, we love <laughs> you long time. Uh, yeah, make sure you join our Discord. Uh, we've... There's some great conversations going on in there. It's amazing. Uh, Our listeners are the best. Like every time I go in there, there's some like really like deep conversation about people disagreeing and like there's actual, you know,
1: uh, debate without actual debate without insult. Yeah, it's fantastic. So It's a lot of fun. Our discord is fun like that. Come come check it out. With that, review us on iTunes. We love that. Review us on Stitcher. Anything you find our podcast on, leave comments on YouTube. We pretty much respond to all of them and read them all. So hit us up there. Anything you want to do to get a hold of us and talk to us, we appreciate. Our email is theshatteredorder at gmail.com. So if you just want to send an email and ask a question, we will respond there. Whatever you want to do is cool with us. So,
2: and send us those intros.
1: Yes, don't forget intros for the next month. So you have until December. Let's say till the Last Jedi comes out. So the day Last Jedi comes out, this will end. Send in your intros, your funniest intro in the next month that's sent to us will will win a twenty dollar gift card. So there's that awesome so once again thank to everyone for listening we will catch you i will catch you in two weeks wink will catch you next week oh next
2: week's gonna be a lot of fun (laughs) just
1: wait thanks for listening catch you later.